Life Restored. This week I was uh, interviewed on Catholic Radio, and they were asking about college students. Um, and they wanted my perspective on what, what are difficulties, challenges that college students have today um, that may you know, make it harder to receive the faith? And, and what signs of life and hope are there? And as sharing my perspective and talking about how I see that, that there are, there's a lot of, um, the gospel is not exactly well received, perhaps, by our roommates or our classmates, um, and different ideas and things promulgated around. Um, and yet, I, I think the challenges are, are greater than ever. Um, I think there's, there's confusion, and then I make choices or I feel pressured in some way and I give in and then I carry this shame and it feels wrong like I wish this didn't happen to me or I wish I hadn't done this and I carry this like guilt and this shame but in that conversation I was like you know but that's that's been the same since the beginning since creation that that we have dealt with original sin and the burden and the lie that it is and yet, the light shines the brightest in the darkness. That somehow, with the challenges of, of our culture and this campus, that somehow when we, when we see that which is true, when we experience love that is pure versus other kind of selfish loves that we experience around us that kind of pull at us, we recognize it. And I said part of the hope, too, is the for me, is last Saturday night, the eight students who came forward seeking baptism. Recognizing a love that desires to bring them to wholeness. Jesus has the power to bring us to wholeness. That today in our, in our gospel, we, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, gives his power the Holy Spirit, to the disciples. He says, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. There's a, a phrase that, isn't it interesting that Jesus breathed on them? It echoes in creation. Genesis 2-7, Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. That in the beginning, God breathed life into us. But then came the fall, and original sin, and my own sin, and the shame that came with that, and the suffering that I carry, and, and I have become wounded. I have become burdened. I, I, I feel like I have to be perfect, and I know I'm not perfect, so then I feel guilty, and then I feel ashamed for what I've done, and I feel like I can't show my face in church. And, and I've, I've lost this vision of the goodness that God gave me in the beginning. 
But Jesus comes. He who desires to recreate us. He who desires to breathe his Holy Spirit into us to remind us of our dignity, to restore our purity, our goodness, that we feel like we've lost. That's Jesus' mission. Jesus' mission is to remind us of who we are as the beloved sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, to give us His strength in order to help us persevere. And the difficulty is that the wounds we carry because of original sin, the wounds I carry because of my own past mistakes, like it doesn't just go away. That, that the Lord's grace is, can work in an instant, but that healing in me, it takes time. Like people say in confession, they're like, why, why am I still struggling with this? Why can't I just get over it? That the pain is deep and the healing is deep and it takes time. And so Jesus gives his disciples the power that only God has. The authority to invoke God's power of the forgiveness of sins. That I think it's in confession that we most are given that grace in restoring us to wholeness. Um, there's a kind of popular YouTube blogger that converted this Easter to Catholicism. And she was talking about She's like, here's my first confession. And everybody tunes in, like, what's she going to confess? She's like, I'm not going to tell you everything. But, but she said, what, what she said was, it felt like when I was baptized. I felt free. Like those demons and things, that this burden was like lifted. I felt the words of, of the gospel. Jesus says, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. She said, I felt that in that confession that God was saying to me, I am enough. That, that who I am before God, God sees me for who I am, and he loves me exactly as I am. And I think that's what, that's what Jesus, that's his mission. That, that divine mercy Sunday, uh, one definition I like of mercy is mercy is to restore one to wholeness. To restore one to wholeness. That God's mercy that, that flows from the cross, the gift of his love, the gift of his spirit, is to remind me of my dignity, is to restore me to wholeness. And so it's going to confession that I'm reminded. I, you know, I think some people, like we go into confession feeling like heavy. It's like, ah, what's the priest going to think? You know, um, like even me, I went to confession like two weeks ago and um, I had, sometimes it's hard to find a priest that you don't live with. Uh, so I found, when we were in California on spring break, there was a priest there. And I was like, hey, bro, father, um, can I? And so I, I went there, and I was just like, uh, in those few minutes, like uh, I was like, here's what's on my heart. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm weak. Here's where I haven't loved people uh, the way I felt I should have. And in that moment, he, like, all, he's like, you're thinking about your sins and what God wants to remind you of is your goodness. And so in that brief moment, like, here's this priest telling me things I already know, but I needed to know. Was that you're the beloved son of the Father who loves you, 
and wants to remind you of how good you are. And you're doing great. So receive this gift of forgiveness and keep going forward. That's why Jesus gives us his spirit. That's why he never ceases to pour it out. We can go to confession many times. We can, we can come to the Eucharist many times. See if, see if this phrase sounds familiar. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Jesus, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will. That, that what Jesus says to the disciples in the upper room, the resurrected Christ giving his peace, we, we have p- peace is an effect of wholeness. When I am whole, that there's peace. That, that the, the, the glorified Jesus says that, and we receive, with, with the glorified Jesus on the altar after the consecration, we hear these words at Mass. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. That the sacrament of peace, the Eucharist, gives me the strength to persevere in my brokenness. That's part of the power of this encounter with Thomas today. Thomas is like, unless I touch his wounds, I don't believe it. Why is he saying that? What he's saying is, does does God himself understand my wounds? Does God himself know what it means to be broken? And so Thomas encounters in Jesus the one who has scars of love, but no pain. It's kind of like you and I, we know we're healed from something in our life when we still have the scar of what happened to us, but there's no pain. That Jesus is the one who knows how to heal. That Jesus is the one whose love and mercy pours out to bring me to wholeness. And Thomas, he can't receive it if he's not there. But the door is open and he's there and he receives that gift of forgiveness of Jesus. Last story. I, a few years ago, I was at one of these focus conferences and I remember it for a couple of reasons. One, because it was like the longest period of time I've ever heard confessions for at the, at the time. Um, it was like four hours, right? And so we had finished hearing confessions just after midnight. There's like a hundred of us priests. And we're walking to the door and there was a couple of volunteers there and they're like, hey, Father, you know, thank you so much. You know, you must be exhausted. And I kind of paused and I kind of reflected. I was like, no. I was like, I just got to sit on the throne of mercy for four hours. I just got to stand in the place of the father of the prodigal son and welcome back the sons and daughters of our heavenly father to, to remove the burdens from, that they've been carrying, to speak truth, to put the ring on their finger and say, you're a beloved son no matter how much dirt you have on you. That you have a dignity that has not gone anywhere. And, and I was able to celebrate there. And I, I understand the father who wanted to throw a party and kill the fattened calf. Because us priests right here, uh, we're actually on our way to the hotel bar for a drink. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, the father rejoices when his children receive his love. 
That in God, the only disappointment is in the lie that I've disappointed him. (coughs) That in God, the only thing that makes him angry is that which hurts you and I. But that Jesus never tires of, of giving us his spirit, of restoring us, of reminding us of the dignity we've had from the beginning. And so on this Sunday, this Divine Mercy Sunday, in which we are reminded of this mercy that pours forth continually in the sacrament of confession, in the sacrament of the Eucharist, in the church, that, that little by little, more and more, continues to restore me to that dignity and wholeness we had in the beginning.